Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like it does every week, Benjamin Little. Thank you. It's an honour and a privilege <laughs> to be here, especially next to you, Timmy. You're, good. You're bringing good energy today. Yeah, thanks. I, I like that. Yep. Hey, our guest this week, do you follow college football? Sure do. I am a massive, massive yes. Longhorns fan. Yes. Longhorns fan. And uh, there's an Aussie over there, or was over there. He's, he's moved to a different college now, but um, incredible story. I think it's from Newcastle uh, and just ended up on the outside of the world uh, playing on the big big stage in front of huge crowds. And it's just incredible that we can get him on the show today. Our guest on the Spirit of Sport is Isaac Pearson. Isaac, Woo! what's happening, mate? Yes. G'day, boys. How are we doing? Good, yeah. good, man. I've got, I've got so many questions for you. I know, I'm betting I know you do as well. Yes. Um, where do we start? Where do we start? Okay, one, uh, how on earth did you end up at the Longhorns? Oh, well. Uh, got to go back a fair while for that. You know what? Actually, let let's go back a fair while. Let's start at the very beginning. Where yeah, where did you grow up? And uh, and 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 what's your what's your involvement in sport? How did you grow up around sport? Mate, uh, weirdly enough, born in in uh, born and raised in Newcastle, and uh, grew up playing Aussie rules footy, which is which is quite different to to what most people would expect. Then being born and raised in the heart of Knights country up here, but um, yeah, just just loved playing footy. Growing up playing for the uh, Carter Hawks, playing junior footy with uh, Isaac Heaney, who's currently running around for the Swannies. And, um, yeah, at some point I got decent at kicking and got a little bit better. And then I guess it was it was probably halfway through my apprenticeship that I really caught on to the idea of playing in the NFL when I, I was playing Madden, weirdly enough, on the on the Xbox. And the commentators were plugging Jordan Berry, who's, who's now a close friend of mine, and uh, yeah, they were like, "Oh, here comes the Australian Jordan Berry playing for Pittsburgh at the time." And I was like, "Oh, crikey! Like, I got to, I got to research this bloke and find out if it's, if it's possible, or whether he's just some, like, uh, like a Ben Graham or Sav Rocker that went and played, played professional footy and then went over because they were a big name or because they had the, the ability to to jump into that spotlight, I guess. But um, yeah, Jordy went through this program that I, I essentially owe my life to Pro Kick Australia. The incredible program based in and run down in Melbourne with two fantastic coaches down there, Johnny Smith and Nathan Chapman. And uh, yeah, they, they take washed up footy players like myself that weren't quite good enough to make the grade. Um, yeah, weren't quite good enough to make the grade. They they take them, teach them how to hold a new footy, kick it differently um, and then get them as, as ready as they possibly can be to go over into a college environment and, uh, and thrive, yeah. So how did you get picked up by a college from there? It's it's a strange, strange thing to say when you when you repeat it back to someone that hasn't <laughs> been down and witnessed it. But there's there's essentially two coaches and maybe twenty or thirty guys sitting in sitting down in Melbourne that every Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday sort of thing will go down to an empty field and just kick and from there through the connections, I guess, and the, the history that Pro Kick has had, yeah. you'll have these huge, huge college football programs and their, their coaches, they'll, they'll just call up in the middle of the day or FaceTime a coach in Australia and be like, oh, let me see you guy kick. And, yeah, essentially it's, it's through, I guess, the relationship that Pro Kick has built up and the reputation and, and then, yeah, a couple of couple of crazy FaceTime calls that, that the coach <laughs> gets to see you kick because often they don't, they don't have the resources to fly out to Australia to see right. you in person. So they're they're going 
I guess they're making the decision on a hell of a lot of trust. Yeah, thank and God for yeah, FaceTime. From, from there, you're you're thrust into the system. It's funny you say that you are that Madden inspired you. Was that you start because that's actually Benny. That's actually how Jared Haynes started. Oh wow! Like he just was obsessed with Madden. Yeah, and lots of into like the sport. Never never played in in his life, and then yeah. quit the NRL to chase him in the NFL <laughs> based on playing Madden. Oh. Um, mate, uh, there's there's so like it's an experience. It's hard to explain to people that haven't experienced the Longhorns game, but. Um, it's it's huge. Like I remember the game I went to. There was one hundred and three thousand people there, sold out. Uh, there's there's probably another sixty thousand outside the stadium tailgating. Wow. What's what's the energy like as a player? Like I felt the energy as a fan, but what as a player? What's it like that walk through the crowd on the, on the way to the stadium? Um, how does it feel? Honestly, it was. It's really hard to put it into words. It's you know we we go from classes on a Friday to. Uh, police escort to the hotel and then <laughs> we go to police escort to the movie theatre for the team movie the night before and then everything is down to the tee the morning of like the yeah, absolute letter of the law you're going from here to there by the minute and then we arrive at the stadium and there's like you said there's 50,000 people outside tailgating which is an incredible experience in itself I'd hope to one day get to experience that they're outside partying and, and we have uh, as, as many schools have they have a tradition where they'll walk down one of the main thoroughfares of campus with all the all the fans lining either side and yeah we would have twenty, thirty thousand people line up to, to give us a high five before we go into the game. Wow. Is that um, every game? Every home game. Every home game. So good. Yeah, wow. every home game. We've we've got <laughs> you know, it starts off with our with our big longhorn steers, our mascot here he'll, he'll walk down the parade before we do and we get off the bus and yeah, handing out high fives to kids and giving the mum and dad a, a hug and then we go in and it's it's full game mode. We have you know, a couple of hours to prepare and, and get in the zone before we before we have a, a full military procession with a with a flyover and the, the oh, playing. So and, good. And we run out in front of a hundred thousand people to to just deafening noise. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine describing it properly. It's it's yeah. The only thing I could probably compare it to would be the feeling that you guys would have got playing on like a final or an Anzac Day game or something where you just you're ready to run through a brick wall and you know good luck to anyone standing in front of you yeah see see that's the difference though. like i yeah th- we have had some amazing experiences in terms of like big crowds and that one your crowds were, were bigger but two i feel like you as a kicker get to enjoy it way more than like i'm in a washing machine so i'm out there i don't get a chance <laughs> to breathe crash. i can't breathe i can't even laugh i'm just like i you, I could have been in front of 100,000 people or in front of three people, and I'm too tired to know what's happening. Yeah, you're getting bashed either But way. I feel like as a kicker, you the punter just gets the... Is that, you're a punter, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you, have, do you play special so, teams as well, or do you just purely punt? Yeah, so a punter is, is you know, we're, we're the core member of the special teams. Essentially, we're involved in pretty much everything. Um, yeah. But we, we just just kick and uh, catch and kick and oh. go from there. Everyone else <laughs> has to do their duty, but 98% of the time, we're standing on the sideline, chewing the fat, kicking so up, warming, warming up and stuff like that on the sideline. But we, we get to soak it all in. So and we get to experience every every big play, every celebrity on the sideline. We get to go on and zap up and take it A2. And, and yeah, we, we see we see everything that the other boys are too focused to see, which I guess it's, it's a weird thing because footy players don't get to experience it. And you, yeah, you're sitting there talking shit for, for 98% of the game. And yeah, it, yeah. it's just... A, Weird but surreal experience. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Are there any overweight punters? Like, can you get away with being <laughs> chubby? Like, what's the motivation I mean, to be fit? There's, there's a couple floating around, but 
it's it all relies on your leg tone. If you, if you can kick, I guess you don't really need to be in shape. Yeah. I guess the stereotype in uh, yeah the, the traditional stereotype of a punter is some wily ex soccer player that's you know maybe sort of 70, 80 kilos and and you know stocks a corner built with a bit more substance than this bloke. So that that's it's all changing. You got you know you got a lot of Aussies going over there that are built built bigger and it's it's the American guys are, are built nowadays. I guess the, the guys at the top they're all they're all living in the weight room the same as the rest of the players. It's no longer the case where we can sort of flake off and go and, you know, bludge in the weight room. We got we got guys making sure that we lift the same weight as everyone else and run the same reps as everyone else. So yeah, okay. there's no motivation other than, you know, some strength coach yelling at you and making sure that you'll throw up if you don't do what he says. <laughs> Is it, are, are your, your pre-season camps intense? Yeah, it's it's just, it's also long. Like the, the footy pre-season... To my understanding, talking to a few of my mates that have played in the in the Australian football, anyway, it's, it's I mean they start up in November, season starts in March, the wow. American football season starts in a week away, so that's first week of September, and we are going from the first week of January, first yeah. week that we get back. So I, I should I, I might have bent that a little bit. It might be first week back of class, so second week, halfway through January we are starting. We've got pre-season workouts the whole way through. We get maybe a two and a half week break. Once we finish exams in May, and then, yeah, we are workouts. We've got a, a yeah. an hour and a half run, you know, an hour and a half of weights every morning for, what, until June. And then once it hits June and it hits the summer, we'll do an hour and a half of weights in the morning, and then we'll do an hour and a half of running at 2 o'clock in the middle of the heat. So they uh, they condition us. And it, it's brutal, but it's also just a different kind of running. Like, it's not like a, a footy preseason here where... Oh, you're a goal player, man. You're referring just... to, to AFL where these yeah. guys are running. K's on K's, it's, we'll, we'll do everything at 80, 90%, but we're never running more than 50, 60 metres in one hit. So high intensity, but uh, yeah, I guess low low K's. It's just an explosive workout the whole way through. Yeah, wow. And you talked before about celebrities on the sideline. Um, Matt McConaughey, was he with there much? I know he's a big long one man. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I'm actually uh, very lucky to say that I've met Met the Minister of Culture, as we call him, back in Texas. He's, uh, he's really <laughs> that, that, that is his university role, football. isn't it? That's his role. Minister, yeah, he's, yeah, he's an official official Minister of Culture, and uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a professor of film and all sorts. So I've, I've been lucky enough to meet Matthew five or six times now, and you know, I, he, he definitely doesn't remember my name. But when he goes and says good day to everyone else, he'll he'll say, "Hey, what's up?" Like just a generic thing, and then he'll come to me and he'll be he'll be real animated. He'll be, What's up, mate? How you doing, mate? Like, <laughs> that is the coolest thing I've ever had. So, yeah, that's cool. I mean, we've we've had some all sorts of NBA players and movie stars on the sideline, but yeah, none none are cooler or have as much swagger as the yeah mighty McConaughey, I guess. Yeah. Do you have a standout on-field memory that um that you love? Oh, I mean, I guess it's it's a team memory. It's this last year. I mean, our first year, uh, my first year at Texas, we we had a an abysmal year. We went five and seven. It was our historically it was our second worst performance all time. So right. to turn that around and then the next year, this season just gone, it we had a record breaking game against Oklahoma where we won forty nine to zero. So wow. that's our biggest rivalry game. That's, it's, it's that's one of the biggest games. That's a game I went to. I was you I was you hundred and three thousand. It was unreal. Wow. Unreal. It's nuts. So we they, uh, it's up in Dallas and they split the stadium 50,000 fans on one side halfway and 50,000 to the other side yeah, and so we went in there 
just this last season and we belted the hell out of him for four quarters and, and broke every record in wow. the rivalry history, kept them scoreless. And yeah, it was just, it was, it was a good day to be a Longhorn, that's for sure. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what was uh, Sixth Street like after that? Uh, <laughs> Sixth Street gets messy at the best times, but after that, it was, uh, yeah, it was, put it this way, it was tough getting up for Sunday morning recovery. <laughs> um, all right, Benny, let me paint you that's a picture. All I'll, <laughs> I'll paint you a picture real quick, Benny. It's, uh, so Sixth Street, it's about, let's, I don't know, maybe four or five blocks long. Um, you know, thin, long bars, different themes in every bar, uh, rooftops in a lot of them, live music. And then about 11 o'clock at night, they close the streets off. So it's just people walking in and out like across the road. So it's just like a like a great vibe. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, after a Longhorns game, the, the crowd pretty much migrates from the stadium to 6th Street and it's so just good. pumping. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine what the play, it's The players must have had a, yeah, a great yeah. time in, a, in that place. Now, um, <laughs> what, is there, like you talked about OSU being a rival. Was there a team you enjoyed playing the most? Outside of that one, sorry. Ooh. I guess I guess it, it comes down to back to pro kick. I enjoy playing against the guys that I trained with. So we'd have games against TCU or West Virginia, or yeah, Oklahoma State, where where I'd get to go and have a have a yarn and catch up with one of the guys that I practiced with down in Melbourne. And, you know, went through the the struggles of being a a broke guy trying to trying to train full time for a dream that not many people understand. And you know, now we're standing in front of a whether it be forty thousand or a hundred thousand people. It's we're both living our dreams, so those those games that we get to go on and catch up pre-game, so they're 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 really special, honestly. Yeah, so I don't have one particular team; it's just any any team where I get to play against another Aussie. That's a lot of fun. Now we we caught up. Uh, it was last week, maybe, but you you explained to me you you graduated your degree in two and a half years. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so How did you do that? I actually, I I wish I knew. Actually, it's a. <laughs> I guess I, got, I I did really well with my my classes and in actual fact you, to be paid your scholarship check over the months of summer you have to take summer classes which might not be an issue for the guys that are you know had their family there and they can help pay the students rent I guess but I'm on the other side of the planet and I'm not allowed to work in America so I needed that scholarship check over summer so I smashed my summer classes and right. it got to a point where I was like oh crikey if I take X amount of classes this semester and then X amount of classes over summer, then I'll graduate in two and a half years instead of four, like they like they recommend. And yeah, it's, it's just opened the door for me to go and keep studying and, and squeeze as much out of this system as I can, and and really get my bang for my buck. Um, so I'm I'm very fortunate to say that over the next two years, when I'm up in Dallas at my new team, I'll get two masters degrees in that time as well. Yeah, I was about so to bring incredibly that up. Lucky. So you want to talk about your new college now? So you're not you've you've finished up at the Longhorns, and now you've got an opportunity to, to continue playing at Dallas is it? Uh, at, what's the college they're called? It's a uh, Southern Methodist University, yep. which is a, a weird old name for, for. It's an old school, traditional private school, but now that they're, they're pretty well identified as just being Dallas. Yeah, an old military school. Yeah, isn't they're it? the Mustangs. It's a what? Sorry, is that an old military school? That one? No, but I can't remember who who you'd be confusing that with. But it's it's yeah. an old yeah Methodist private school. It's it's. It, it borders with the richest suburb in the state of Texas. It's it's like if they put a university in at Ramwick or no, better yet, put it at Vaucluse or something. Yeah, okay. it's just right. It's a really pretty area, and it's yeah, a great opportunity for me to go and get an education that you know, if I were to pay to study there on my own, 
from my own accorder to be in red in the region of about 120, 130,000 a year. So it's again really fortunate that I'm there awesome. and that they're going to pay for me to study and and kick a ball and you know, make some new friends and new memories. Speaking of new friends and new memories, have you uh, met a significant other over there, or is there one in the picture? <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, mate, my mum and dad are going to listen to this podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, mate, it's uh, it's a better, ha, what a better way to break to the mum and dad. Yeah. Tell us I'm about bringing your someone awesome home. relationship. <laughs> is there, oh, is there man, a girlfriend in the cards there? Have you met uh, a lady that you've uh, you've dated, or is it still single? Yeah, I've I've managed to main, remain single mostly for this whole time. It's there's been plenty of encounters. It's it's very very tough to make friends as a as an Australian man playing oh. on the football team in, in the <laughs> state of Texas. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm very it's sure it is. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can imagine. <laughs> um, mate, I just want to rewind a little bit. Let's rewind a little bit back to the start. Yep. So when you said you played AFL in Newcastle, how on earth does that happen? Like you're right, it's a it's a one town team. They love the league. Is is AFL bigger in that area? No, no, it's tiny. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it actually, so uh, I don't know. I weirdly enough, I'm obsessed with animals and always was. I wanted to be a zookeeper my whole life. So when me and my old man are watching footy back in, you know, I was he recalls the story better than I do, but he states that I was you know four or five or whatever, and he, you know, we're talking about what was on the TV, and he said that this team's called the Lions, and I. I said that I wanted to play for the Lions and I didn't realise that that was AFL. So I slowly formed an attachment to the Brisbane Lions and um, I knew where Brisbane was because we had family up there. And yeah, he just, I guess, yeah, he's he's ultimately responsible for me where I am today in, in every regard. But yeah, he pushed me into into footy at you know, whatever age it is for Oz Kicks, so seven or eight, he, he signed me up to the local club and um yeah, it's it's been that that was the dream initially to go and play for the Brisbane Lions. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> somehow it's worked out to get me get me here. So I'm just I'm just very lucky. Yeah. So am I right in saying you did two years with the Longhorns and then you've got two two more left with Dallas? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Correct. So I'll, I'll have two two years up with the Mustangs up in Dallas and then yeah, hopefully. Assuming that everything I'm working towards pans out, uh, again it may not, but hopefully I'll have a, uh, a nice little career in the pros after that. So yeah. that's that's what we're working towards. And um, again, the the NFL stands for not for long. It could be ten days. It could be not ten years. Long. I'll just take what I can get. Mate, yeah. for, forgive me for asking, but the, the Mustangs. Who who would you guys play against? Uh, I guess like the teams that would be recognisable. So they are. They're in the American Conference at the moment. There's there's a huge issue in college football at the moment with uh, the realignment that's been going on. So their conference has been blown up essentially, and everyone's sort of scrambling to to relocate in the next two years. So they would be playing against the likes of TCU, Cincinnati, um, Tulane, UCF in Florida. It's it's Houston. That that league, that conference is sort of the major cities. In, uh, in that sort of eastern side to the central part of, of the United States. They play against all, all teams from major cities. Yep. And now it looks like they're going to be pushing into either the West Coast and play in the Pacific Conference or the East Coast and pushing the Atlantic Co- uh, Conference. So that'll all be, I guess, decided really soon in the next 12 months. And we'll be playing against a whole bunch of new teams. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really exciting time to be a part of college football. 
That's unreal, man. And what a place, Texas, too. Have you, have you been in Dallas much during your time at Longhorns? Yeah, so only when I was... Uh, my first couple of years, I'd only been up there for you know, business trips to go and play. And, and it was very quick. We were in and out, and I didn't get to see a whole lot of it. And then when it was time for me to leave Texas and, and I started getting recruited by SMU, it was, it was a, a journey that I wanted to sort of explore a bit more because I moved over from Australia having known nothing about the city I was moving to. So I wanted to make sure that I was not, you know, not diving into this thing completely blind. So I, yeah. I got up there. I've, I've made some friends with uh, with some boys that I used to play with at Texas that are now at SMU doing something similar. They're doing their post-grad footy. Um, so I've, I've got a, a little bit of a connection and a little bit of a base there. And I've got my bearings around the city. So I've, it's not quite the... Um, the young person hotspot that that yeah. uh, Austin is being, being such an active outdoor city, but it is it's a beautiful city in its own right, and it's it's quintessentially Texas if that makes sense. Yeah, in many ways, I probably prefer yeah. Dallas, um, and I like Fort Worth as well. Have you ever been to Fort Worth before? Only to play against TCU, and that was that was a good trip. But yeah, I haven't haven't been out to explore the stockyard. Oh, or any of that the Billy, stuff Billy Bob's, there, so Billy Bob's, mate, you got to get there. Oh yeah. It's high on the list. <laughs> I'll actually, I'll actually be there next month, Benny Billy Wobbs. Yeah, get my cowboy on. Spare memory. Yeah, thanks. What are you studying at the moment? So I did uh, my undergrad was sports management. Yeah. Which is a far cry from you know my apprenticeship in uh, in my days back in Newcastle, where I was working as a plant mechanic. It's very different, and that's by design. Yeah. <laughs> so gonna... I'll be doing. Yeah, I'll be doing my first master's degree in sports management as well. And then after that, I'll make a decision on what I want to study and which sort of avenue I'm leaning towards. But that's, I guess, the beauty of that is that it's unknown at this point. So it's yet another exciting yeah, exciting opportunity. So is the goal to get picked up by the, the NFL? And if so, is there, have you had any bites or, or anything like that? You talked to anyone or any clubs looking for you or anything? The goal, the goal is absolutely to play professional. But whether that's NFL you know, or up in Canada, I've got a, a lot of mates that are playing up in Canada, and it's, oh, yeah. it's probably a little bit too early in the piece to be uh, talking to schools. Right. Uh, I should say talking to schools, talking to, to pro clubs. Yeah, it's um, that'll sort of come in if I'm doing well. If I have a really good season, my first year in Dallas, and it will be towards the end of that, and probably towards the start of that that final year, but. Again, that's it's still too early to tell, and even even at that point, it's probably more talking to agents rather than clubs itself. Right. Um, but that's that's a bridge I have to cross when I get there. I've got to still get to Dallas and and put in put in the work and put in my best foot forward, and you know, showcase the the talent, the yeah. abilities that I've been working towards. So it's nothing is um, nothing's promised, but uh, yeah, we're feeling good, and that's that's what we're hoping for anyway. Right. Working awesome. towards. Awesome, man. And what's uh. What do you see yourself doing down the track? So once you play 10, 15 years of the NFL and you finish that, what's uh, what's life like outside of sport? <laughs> Mate, uh, I, I've got a – the next goal after that is to somehow figure out a way that I can make money behind a computer doing next to nothing. And I would I would love nothing more than to travel the world and write, write a series of books about the different places that not many people get to see. So everyone, everyone goes to the States. They go to New York and L.A., but no one goes to – you know these these small towns where where the real soul of the place is, and I want to spend years, five, six years, traveling the world and, and documenting that. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, if if the book sells, it sells. If it doesn't, 
who gives a crap? Like, I just, I, I want to see it before I'm too old to enjoy it and too, too wise to do any of the stupid shit that I plan on doing. If that makes sense. Like, I want to be young and dumb enough to, to swim in, swim in the river or the ocean when I shouldn't, and jump off the cliff in the, in the water, or try the food that would make me sick. Like, I want to be, I want to grab every experience that I can, and then come back to the motherland and and yeah, enjoy enjoy life. That's, by the beach in Newcastle. That's um, that's that's awesome. Have you done much uh, riding up to this point? Do, is that something you do often? I've I've been keeping keeping a journal. My my dad's been been on my case. Thankfully, of uh, yeah, putting putting it into my brain that I should keep a journal on my on my time and and everything that I'm getting up to over in the states, right. and just so that you know, if if it's a even if it's just something that my my grandkids can read one day and understand a little bit more about it because who knows what what the world will look like in five or ten years i just yeah yeah, i want to enjoy it and document it so that if it if it inspires someone fantastic if it does nothing and sits on a shelf great you know i'll just yeah i I write a little bit but not enough to call myself a writer at this point put it that way right are you um what are you doing on your days off what do you do to to recharge and (laughs) chill out well Today, today is my day off. I've been working, uh, working four days a week at the moment, uh, just up at one of the mining workshops in Tomago, rebuilding mining equipment. And on my days off, I go with my old man and my brother to the beach. We get a coffee and have a brekkie, and then yeah, go and go and kick a footy and get in the gym and and sort of dive back into that mindset of you know working working towards it and dedicating everything towards it. It's um yeah, it's, it's good. It's a nice little recharge. I still work out and stuff during the week, but it's it's nice to have a full day where I can dedicate everything to my craft and and enjoy it a little bit. Do you get many days off over there when you're at school? No, absolutely not. We it is an everyday thing. We'd have uh, workouts from six to eleven, and then you have scheduled meals, and then you you go into class all afternoon, and then you have scheduled dinner, and then you know you might have an hour or two to yourself depending on how much homework you get. And get back up and do it all over again. Oh, wow! <laughs> it's it's a, it sounds full on, but like it's enjoyable the whole time. Yeah. All your classes are with your mates, and you know you're working out with the guys, and it's it's never you know it, it could be a whole lot worse. For yeah. that. that's crazy. And um, as a fan, do you follow the NFL side, or you just love the sport? Yeah, <laughs> it's a loaded question. I, I I do watch it, but I it's it's something like it's really it's really tough to latch onto a team and, and get affiliated because, you know, who's to say that that team might burn you in future and you might, you know, you might be hoping to sign with them and you sign with their direct rival. So it's it's something that I'm trying to remain as uh, neutral towards as possible. But yeah, yeah. I do have a soft spot for any team that has, has an Aussie and, and some of my close friends that are playing over there, like uh, Michael up in Seattle or Cam, uh, Cam in Houston. It's, it's really nice watching those boys and seeing those boys succeed and then being able to work out with them in their off season. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So. And how do you guys connect? Is that just through social media? Or what's, how did you guys get onto each other? Well, all of us, are, it's, it's one big brotherhood, this pro kick connection. It's, yep. We've either trained together or we are, you know, close friend of someone that trained with someone. And so we all, we all keep in touch. We all get around each other. And when we travel to different parts of the country, there's usually another Aussie within an hour or two hours drive. So we all manage to connect in, in the off season. You know, you'll find four or five different pro guys getting together and going away on their holidays and, and getting up to no good together. It's, it's 
it's just one big brotherhood. We're all in the, the same thing together. We all have shared experiences, and then yeah, we all go and kick a footy when we can. It's 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 one of the better things about the whole experience, honestly. Yeah, how does that Auskick work? So is it like a a company in Australia that locates talent and then places you guys in America? No, so it's it's a you nowadays uh, you've got to go and, and try out. So they'll have an assessment day. You'll go down. Uh, you try and showcase your stuff, and and if you're judged that you're good enough, then you're invited in the program. If not, then they might say come back after you know six twelve months of training, come back next year, sort of thing, and, and try again. And uh, from then you've got once you're invited in the program, you could have three months, you could have two years worth of training to get you to a point where you are both academically eligible and ready from a, a, an ability standpoint. And somewhere along that, that process, the, the coaches will will uh, marry up between a school that will suit your capabilities and your, I guess, educational desire as well, because you can't have a guy that is really, really clever going to a, a school that won't I guess, promote his intellectual abilities and, and vice versa. You can't have a guy that might not be the sharpest tool in the shed going to one of these Ivy League schools or anything like that. So that's where they do a really good job of matching the player with the program. And, and yeah, they, they help out with everything from, from scouting to, to visas and getting that over there. And, yeah, it's just the whole, whole thing. They're incredible what they do. How has your family felt about you being over there? <laughs> it's, it's a tough one I, I've made so much of an effort to um, I guess keep in touch with them as best I can like I would after class every afternoon I'd talk to dad while he was on the road to work or and mum on those days that I didn't and, cool. you know we schedule FaceTime calls for certain times of the week it's, it's, it was definitely an effort compared to you know living around the corner or moving out of home 20 minutes away it's, it's it's definitely an effort, put it that way, but it's something that I'm very, very uh, grateful for because, you know, not everyone has the, I guess, the fortune of, of feeling homesick. You know, some boys, they don't like to go home. Uh, they might not come from the best situation. So yeah, to have yeah, yeah, good you know, point. people back here that, that, that love me and, and, you know, are proud of me, it's it's something that I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for. So it's, it's worth the effort to put in. And, yeah, I think I think that they, they knew that I was sort of looking to, to wander around a little bit at some point. Yeah. They just didn't know that it was going to be uh, <laughs> going to be to America for Texas. a few years. Oh, yeah. I, Have yeah. they been over to visit you? Yeah, so so mum couldn't get over there, unfortunately, last year. She was yeah. stuck looking after the dogs. Uh, so dad, dad had planned a trip to come over, and then my little brother, he, he jumped on board. Oh, fun. And my sister was like, oh, if he's going, I'm going. So yeah. mum was stuck looking after a bunch of puppies. And, <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was a blast, but they all got to come over and they saw Dad saw three games. Um, they they all saw the game against Alabama last year, where we had wow. I think it was something stupid like 110,000 people in the stadium, and God knows how many outside. It was out. it was one of the coolest experiences <laughs> they, that they could have seen. And you know, Dad Dad jokes about it ruining ruining sport, live sport anywhere else. Yeah, so, it's hard true. to come back from that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, mum and dad are already booking the the trip the trip to Dallas next year. They're already really excited, um, saving squirreling our families away, and uh, yeah. it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm just excited to to get mum over and and uh, yeah, mum hasn't been to the states, so it'll be it'll be fun to I guess showcase her just all the things that I that I treasure over there. 
That's so cool, man. <laughs> I love that. Um, you have a few buddies here in the AFL as well. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, so when we went and got coffee the other week, Timmy, it was we were with uh, Tommy Tom, Phillips, yeah. who is former Hawthorne, former Collingwood player, um, currently running around with uh, Ashton in VFL at the moment. And he was introduced also, to me. Also, by the founder of Superboost. Shout out, shout out, Superboost. Yeah. Uh, Great yeah, sport, shout too. out to Superboost. <laughs> he'll, he'll love this plug. Um, yeah, he was introduced by Mason Cox, the American ruckman for Collingwood. Yep. So Mason is from Texas. His brother lives in Austin. Mm-hmm. So we had a bunch of friends that were going out and uh, going out in the town one night and Mason was there and I was like, I definitely recognize you. I've watched footy all my life and knew you were. So we, you know, we, we connected. We, you know, threw a couple of drinks back and had a great time and, from there, it just sort of grew. So he introduced me to Tommy Phillips, and then Tommy Phillips introduced me to Tommy Mitchell, and, and right. you know, then I think it was Iowa State last year. We had half felt like half of Carlton coming to watch the game, so I had to scrap, scrap and fight for actually tickets. We got you know four player issue tickets each week, and I just somehow come up with thirteen or fourteen. Out of nowhere, so. <laughs> it, was, it was unreal. So. Yeah. It's just, it's really, really nice having a connection with guys that I look up to and and showing them that, um, yeah, show, I guess showcasing them what I think special as well because to me they're, they're superstars in my eyes and then them, I guess, treating me as some sort of peer to them was, uh, yeah, really special. Mate, you are, you've got a credible future ahead of you, mate, and I guess the exciting part is it's you're so young as well. Um, I just want to introduce you to a part of our show. Mm-hmm. It's called the 60 Second Blitz with Blitz. And uh, I just want to wish you all the best. It's, it's everyone's favorite part of the show. It the is. fans love it. Good luck. I'll uh, wish you all the best. Mate, I'm just going to rapid fire <laughs> you. It's the 60 Seconds yep. of Questions with Blitz. Yep. My name's Blitz. That's, <laughs> that's how we came up with it. We're pretty smart here. All right, mate. Okay, beautiful. On your day off, you can eat whatever you want. What are you eating? Uh, some sort of tacos. Okay. Now, do you have a habit like a pre-game habit or something like that that not many people would know about that you'd like to enlighten us with? Yeah, I, I love listening to, to Elvis and Jack Johnson on the way to the game. Keeps me calm and mellow. Bring it on. Oh, nice. Uh, you can go on a holiday. You'd get in a plane with um, a few of your mates. You can go anywhere you want. Where are you going? Oh, uh, Rio de Janeiro. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, that's that's the next plan. Yep, go on. Esa señorita bonita. Yeah, okay, bring it on. Um, <laughs> now, uh, favorite movie? Ooh, um, Forrest Gump. Okay. Now, listen. Um, you go to the movies. You can only pick two things from the snack bar. What are you picking? Picking salt and vinegar chips and a Pepsi. We have never had that answer. That's a that's unique. That is a unique answer. <laughs> no popcorn. No Maltesers. <laughs> You are going to make the no. NFL. You yeah. Are, yeah. You yeah. are a Yes, yes. There's no doubt. Now, are you reading uh, anything at the moment? Any any good books or anything? Uh, I started one before I came back. It was, um, I can't remember the author, but it was titled What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. It's, it's a series of short stories and nice. love it, but I could not tell you who the life of me wrote it. No, you're right. Now, if you could meet anyone, who who would you want to meet and why? Come on. <laughs> Anyone? Um, uh, Anna Dayama. Okay, and why would that be? 
because uh, she's got really, really nice eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, you're an eye guy, aren't you? You just love girls' eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's That's, not like that. You're, you're a kind man. Uh, well, mate, you survived. You well survived. Done. You survived. You, you well done. Out. You made it through the blitz, and uh, you made it through the show. Mate, I'm so so grateful for your time. Yeah, um, yeah I know we kind of sprung it on you, but we really appreciate you making it, the time, the effort. Uh, it's a great story, and, and it's, uh, it's like I said, there's people in Australia are sometimes a bit naive to how big global sport is, especially in America, how big sport can be. And I encourage everyone, if you're ever in Austin or Dallas, go watch a, a college game and have a great experience. But, mate, what you're doing and, and the way you're able to get the education throughout it and uh, enjoy yourself and, and, and perform at such a high level is incredible, mate. So it's, uh, we're really proud of you as Australians, and uh, we wish you all the best in uh, next season, mate. No, thank you, boys, so much for having me. Thank you for the support. Thanks, Isaac. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Gotcha.